JB and Jules for breakfast, only on Triple M. Hit subscribe now. Pretty huge. My first golf tournament going down Monday, July 4. At the Bundaberg Golf Course, the Pro-Am, you'll see JB there. Absolutely excited. No, I'm... Nervous. I'm nervous. There's some good golf players out there. And yeah, but we've been preparing you all week. Hopefully, you should feel a little bit more confident now. Well, you've got our last piece of... The puzzle. Of the puzzle coming after <laughs> 7.30. But, Jules, yesterday I actually had a little crack out there at Bundaberg Golf Club. Oh, very good. The course was in good condition. Nice. Didn't get too much rain yesterday. Excellent. So, all is looking well and in shape. Um, but went out there with a few of my footy mates. And Are they be- very good at golf? No. Um, so... <laughs> so <laughs> Couldn't answer quick enough, could you? <laughs> no, one or two of them are pretty good. But I'll say this, Jules. I officially won that tournament. I won that little competition against, Congratulations. My, against my teammates. So it's like if you ever watch like early in the year, there'll be a really good football team. They'll go and verse someone horrible. Yep. Get the ego up, get mm. it bouncing up, and off you go, ready to go. So, well, it's better than lowering to their level and then you're just having a half-assed game. Well, after two or three beers, things did start to diminish slightly. But <laughs> What else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M? A very important, very official legal document that we all have is going to get an absolute shake-up right here in Queensland, the mm. birth certificate. Why would the Why would the birth certificate make any sort of change at this point in life? It makes no sense to me. Well, it's about steps forward in society and how we're changing our identity, say, these advocate groups. So what's happened was Queensland Department of Justice has met with two women's groups and they basically want to give more options for the way that people identify with their gender and also with different uh, couples when it comes to mothers, fathers and that sort of thing. So is this like how there was a big argument with the licence and they got rid of us being male or female on our licence to make it more... Or, uh, appropriate inclusive. and inclusive yep. for those that may not um, list themselves as male or female. That's right. Okay. So they're proposing removing sex completely from the birth certificate. So you could choose anything in its place so long as it what wasn't you... offensive, it contained symbols, numbers, or was too long. So look, I could write potato there instead Apple. of male or female. Absolutely. What's the... Oh, okay. This is essentially the idea that you can choose um, whatever you want. You also have the option to change your gender every 12 months. Now, on top of that, Far they're right. also exploring that they could change the terms mother and father. They could be optional or you could have mother and mother if it's a same-sex couple, father-father. So, father. so can you currently not have that? You can't have two fathers or two mothers. Are you sure about no, that? No, I'm pretty certain that currently you'd have to have different options and fill out the blank field. Okay, then. So this is essentially to to give options for those that are more inclusive and move forward in society. And I understand that, that we're taking more steps forward, but... I the way I the way I sit is this is a document that is essentially capturing a moment in time. This yeah. this baby is born, we're capturing its weight, who the parents are at that time. Why do we need to change it and why do we need to have the option where we're changing the gender potentially every 12 months? I don't it's if it, there is this, someone that's trans, you've, right? You've said, you've said the word moving forward a couple of times. This isn't moving forward. This is just a bunch of peanuts cutting in circles. I'll be honest about it. Because why do why is it important? I guarantee I could talk to someone that has changed sex, they're mm-hmm. transgender, yep. and, and I doubt they would 
give a crap what is on their birth certificate. As you said, it's a moment in time. When yeah. they were born, they were the, male doctor, or female. the doctor looked and went, they got a penis or they got a vagina, and they went male or female. And that's as simple as it was. When it comes to the parents, I get that there's a bunch of different situations of yeah. who can the, be the mother and the father, and I understand a bit of flexibility there. Yeah. but. I don't understand why this is a pressing issue with everything that's going on in the world. There's wars. There's there's so much stuff happening. We've seen what's going on in the States, and there's a bunch of idiots <laughs> going, what are we putting on a birth certificate? I'm fed up of it. Honestly, I think we need to park it here before we get too overwhelmed, but honestly, nah. we're on the same page. No, nah. <laughs> I'm too far gone now, Jules. That was wild. Let's find out what else JB and Jules have been up to. Good morning to the city fitters in the CBD and the F45ers and all of the Pilates early morning classes. G'day to everyone around there in their active wear this morning. It is 93.1 Triple M. You guys are doing a good job, almost as good as JB's 57-second exercise stint yesterday. Yeah, I spent more time getting ready than I did actually exercising. I got all hopped up. I got in my clothes, put my joggers on. I went, I'm going for a run along Bagara Beach. I got 57 seconds because I timed it. I started my watch. I started a run. You had good intentions. 57 seconds in, I paused and went, you know what? Not for me today. Turned around and went home. It's okay. We've all been there before, but we want to know if you can beat that record that JB has set. So far, 57 seconds. I did try to do about five push-ups back in lockdown days in 2020. Mm. Not good. Sometimes you just have those days and we're all about trying to stay fit and healthy, but... Sometimes you have a day where you just go, it's not for me today. That's right. Can you beat 57 seconds on one triple three five three? Hello, who have we got there? Hi, this is Amy. Amy, we're talking the shortest exercise stint. Do you think you can beat my 57 seconder? Yeah, I believe I can. I got home from work yesterday and didn't feel like exercising at all, but I had a Pilates class booked. So I made myself get ready and turned up. And it was quarter past six, their class. I got there at five past six. Yep. And no one else turned up, so I didn't do the class and came home. (laughs) (laughs) Where was everyone else? You were ten minutes early, ready to go, fully committed. Yeah. Did they cancel the class and not tell you or something? No, no. A few of the girls cancelled like half an hour before, but... um, Two of them were still coming but didn't turn up. So, yeah. There was a part of you deep down inside that was looking around and you didn't want to see a car pull in, mm-hmm. did you? That's right, yeah. really, yeah. Sometimes you get yourself in that mood and you just go, I don't want anyone to rock up. No, nah, I'm was, actually <laughs> grateful. It, it reminds me of a, a bloke I used to do swimming with and he was he was a really good swimmer but hated it and so he <laughs> would forget his swimwear. Oh, no. Three out of five trainings a week just to get out of it. And sometimes you're just looking for the right excuse, <laughs> That's aren't you? That's genius. That's a shocker. Yeah. <laughs> good idea. Thanks for the call. No worries, bye. Um, I think I think the record has been broken. Absolutely. Uh, well, the record of not starting, but but to me, starting and quitting. 57 seconds is pretty damn 57 good. Seconds. That was wild. Let's get down to it. Let's find out what else JB and Jules have been up to. This is a place that a lot of people would have fond memories of. 
talking about the Anzac pool. Let's go surfing now. Of course. You don't really surf there, but, you know, you get the theme. Uh, But there was obviously the old diving board people that have memories of, a lot of people training there over the years. summers spent there enjoying it. Exactly right. And we have spoken about this a little bit, about the plan for uh, the Bundaberg Regional Council's new aquatic centre that's set to go ahead. And part and parcel of that is getting rid of the old Anzac Memorial Pool. And there's actually a lot of people against this. A lot of people really disappointed. On, Saying it was happening too early as well. Yeah, a lot of yeah, exactly. And there's been some promises made and taken back, but um, there was actually a protest that went down there, and we have one of the protesters to tell us all about it. Jan Edwards, good morning. How are you doing today? Oh, good morning. Well, thank you. That's the way. Now, talking about the Anzac Pool, what has gotten you so passionate about protecting this place? Well, for a start, it's an historically significant icon in Bundaberg. Um, it's uh, listed on three um, war memorial sites. Um, and it's a place that so many people go, but the council are trying to get rid of it. Absolutely. What do you hope to achieve from speaking out and protesting? Well, we hope to make the council accountable. Unfortunately, we've had lots and lots of uh, inaccurate information coming from the council. They'll print one thing in their media releases and then next minute it's something different. They've been backflipping in the last month or two months. They've been backflipping something <laughs> terribly. You know, one minute they'll say, no, the demolition's been deferred. And then six weeks later, no, the demolition is going ahead. But we did actually attend the budget meeting um, on Tuesday and we actually found out that there isn't anywhere in the minutes, in the council minutes, that does actually mention the word demolition. So, um, you know, we're just wondering where it's all come from and, um, yeah, trying to make them accountable. Because unfortunately... The councillors don't seem to have much say. Uh, We've had lots of emails to councillors and we get a standard reply back saying, you know, like we won't uh, be discussing it anymore. The CEO will be uh, replying. Okay. So who is the CEO? Who's the person that we want to speak to? Steve Johnston. Okay. And we're not getting any sort of response there. It is interesting because from what I've heard, there is a lot of money and Without starting the, I think what I heard is they needed to start the demolition to start that. Otherwise, they'd miss out on funding if they didn't do it soon enough. And that funding would then make it impossible to get the new aquatic centre started. Um, what do you have to say about that if, if there's millions of dollars on the line? Well, there's not millions of dollars. The, the funding that the only funding they have for that parklands is $5 million, which they applied for knowing they had promised not to demolish the Anzac Pool until the Aquatic Centre was built. Now, that $5 million, we um, had a meeting with council and we got them to apply for an extension to the federal government. As yet, that no word has come through on that extension, so there is still not a rush to spend that money. Isn't that interesting? So, yeah, yeah, I guess from here, we really just want some clarity on what the plan is here and to get some some understanding of how we can move forward so we can have a beautiful space to enjoy and obviously keep that promise there of the new aquatic centre, but also be able to pay respects to something that's so important to so many people. Yeah, I'm really hoping that we can find uh, something that, that, that works for everyone and works for Bundaberg as a town in general. Jan, we really appreciate your time this morning. Thanks for speaking out. 
Thank you. And we've reached out to the Bundaberg Regional Council, and we've got Councillor Bartels this morning to, uh, to uh, I guess, paint the full picture of what's going on here. How are you this morning? Really good, thanks. How are you? That's all right. Yeah, good, thanks. Welcome to the show. Now, um, earlier we had Jan on. She was pretty passionate and, I, I guess, pretty upset that a piece of our history is essentially disappearing. What's the council's view on that? It, it's great to see so many passionate residents, but the Anzac um, Park Redevelopment is nothing new. It has been on the cards for many, many years and talked about by many consecutive councils. And there's been very comprehensive community consultation over the years. And everyone has been aware that uh, when the new aquatic centre would be built, the Anzac Pool would be redeveloped into a, a riverside parklands. And council is progressing with this. Uh, the time frames have been brought forward due to funding from, from the federal government and um, councils matching that funding and adding additional funds to ensure that we can get the project off the ground as soon as possible. Um, so unfortunately, there will be a little bit of delay between when the aquatic centre is built and when the riverside parklands is complete. Um, but you've got to do these things when you've got the funding available. I think, um, Councillor, there's a bit of passion behind not having this memento that's so linked with our veterans that is now gone and people from generations who come later don't actually see that there's such a piece of history here in Bundaberg. Why can't that be restored instead of just uh, moving on to this aquatic centre? It's been a plan to build a new aquatic centre which is suitable for our whole region as a regional facility and unfortunately the area where the existing Anzac pool is, isn't big enough for an aquatic centre. Um, we have been in consultation with the service groups and the pool users for many years and the redeveloped Anzac Park precinct will protect and enhance the Anzac legacy and help ensure more people are utilising this beautiful central area as well. Um, up until three weeks ago, the current pool users had no concern about the demolition of the Anzac pool. They were only concerned about not having a pool additional pool to use while the aquatic centre was getting built. Uh, they've changed tack now because they realise we have to move forward with the project and, and now they're trying to preserve the old Anzac pool, which would be absolute travesty for our region if they were lucky enough to do that because we're going to have a brand new aquatic centre and the Anzac pool at the end of its life will not be suitable to be used in the future. Yeah, well, there will be a turnover period where there won't be a pool. So what do we do in the meantime and how long until we actually see this aquatic centre? The Aquatic Centre tenders are currently being assessed, so work will commence on the Aquatic Centre uh, this financial year. Uh, it will take a couple of years to build because it is a huge project. Oh, will it be uh, next financial have... year? So tomorrow, because it can't <laughs> be this financial year. <laughs> right. Sorry, that's right. Yes, yeah, it's in the upcoming 22, 23 financial yep, year. Yep. There will be works commencing. Um, but the, there, will, there will be a, a time frame when we'll only have two pools in the region, um, and we've been in consultation with the current leases of Norval and Ferrymead Pools, and, and they do believe that they can take up the slack. There may be times when both pools are very busy, um, but it's short-term pain for long-term gain. Yeah, well, we appreciate your time. Thanks for clearing up some of the uh, concerns. And, yeah, I guess where we sit is yeah, when we need to build for the future, there's got to be some sacrifices. Absolutely. And as long as respect is shown to the Anzacs and the memorials there, I think most of the community will be on board. Thanks for your time this we, morning. We, we've hired a, hired a um, consultant to ensure that the Anzacs are fully respected and it is a proper memorial for the service. Wonderful. Great. We appreciate your time this morning, Councillor Bartel. They're different, but they're ours. Yeah! JB and Jules on Triple M Bundy.
A well, a lot of talk around vaccines has sort of faded over recent times. Would yes. you agree with that? We saw the Bundy TAFE clinic uh, close recently. Yeah. They said, "Guys, you've you've had your jabs. Well done." Yeah, June seventeen, they all closed down, and so you talk to your GP if you want to look at getting booster shots and things like that. Um, but in the states, they've just actually changed their rules where kids under five years old can get the vaccine now officially. Oh, youngsters. Yeah, and that's actually opened it up for a couple of famous characters to get their vaccine. Right. You had a guess earlier and you said, was it Mr. Bean? <laughs> can confirm Mr. Bean vaccinated. However, someone that wasn't because they're too young was Elmo. Elmo from Sesame Street. Elmo from Sesame how is, Street. How old is Elmo? Under five? Elmo's been three and a half for the last 30 years. <laughs> so What's in his skincare? Oh, he's, he hasn't aged a day. I don't know how the voice ages, but yeah, Elmo has been three and a half for, for a very, very long time. Yep. And um, they did a bit of a puff piece, actually, a video that went on YouTube where Elmo's dad was actually talking to Elmo about the vaccine. We're super duper today. Getting your COVID vaccine, Elmo. Yeah, there was a little pinch, but it was okay. Elmo was really glad to have Daddy and baby David there with him. Baby David, uh, where are you? I had a lot of questions about Elmo getting the COVID vaccine. Was it safe? Was it the right decision? I talked to our pediatrician so I could make the right choice. <laughs> Larry's going to the doctor. It's, it, what do you think of this? I mean, it's a cute angle. But there's been a lot of, well, there's one senator in particular from Texas who come out and said, there is no scientific evidence behind this. This is a disgrace. This is an advertisement focused on <sighs> children and telling them to get the COVID vaccine. Are so, they playing it during Sesame Street or is it a separate thing? It was done as a separate clip. Okay. It's done in affiliation with a health group. So yep. that's how they've done it and why they've done it. Well, I'm okay with that because I think if it was during the kids show itself, then you're trying to get inside the kid's brain and then go to the parent you and talk to them. sneaking a mindset mm. in, aren't you? Yep. I get, I guess, I get why anti-vaxxers would get annoyed at this. Totally. Because it's convincing the kids yes. in a way, isn't it, by using someone as small and cuddly as Elmo. But um, at least Elmo, you know, if there's any other lockdowns, can go to the pub, can go out and eat. (laughs) Elmo's going to be stoked for it. Yep, it's that time of the week again. Dad Jokes with Ant-Man. Ant-Man is in the building. It wouldn't be a Friday without this guy. Ant-Man, how are you? Great, guys. Great. things? <laughs> up and about. He's up and about. He got roaned down for a week there, but he is back. He's free reign and he's ready to tell some dad jokes. I reckon you would have found a fair few during your slumber at home. Oh, a couple. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. How long is your list? How many jokes do you think you have sitting in your back pocket at any given time? I don't know. It varies because um, I've got jokes that I've added months ago that I haven't even got to yet oh. because I just keep adding more. He's so. got a full album. I'll stop holding you up. <laughs> what have we got? Okay. Did you hear about the dwarf? That was pickpocketed yesterday? No. He couldn't believe someone could stoop so low. (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) Mildly offensive. (laughs) Mildly offensive. It's a good way to start a Friday. Great. Okay. Okay, my wife and I had a talk in the back of the boat the other day. Hmm. It was a stern conversation. Oh, don't like that one. No. Sad trombone for you. No. And the wife. Okay, my wife asked if she could have a little peace and quiet while she was cooking dinner. Right. So I took the batteries out of the smoke detector. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's good. How are things at home after spending all that time? <laughs> yeah, there's wife inspiration everywhere. Uh, yeah. Okay, so what comes after a metaphor? Don't know. A metaphor five. Oh, no. That's nah, rotten. One last one, Ant-Man. Okay. So I walked like an Egyptian today. Now I have to go see a chiropractor. It's good. <laughs> she lied. <laughs> All right, Jules Challenger, time we get you to write in at triplem.com.au. Whoever's joke we give to Ant-Man, you score a stubby cooler. Jules is going to give us the starting line, and we'll find out if Ant-Man can hit the punchline. This one is from Pat. Hey, hey Pat. Pat. Did you wonder why music was coming from my printer? Because your paper was jamming. He got it! <laughs> oh, he's a He is so happy with himself. <laughs> you can follow him, Antmanstagram71 on Instagram for more. Wonderful stuff. Antman's dad jokes back next week on Triple That's M. That's it for now. Catch JB and Jules weekday mornings from 6 to 9 a.m. on Triple M Bundy. Or subscribe here to get all the best bits.